I was feeling really lost with my life. I was like, yeah, this is no way. There's no way that I'm going to you know, do that, like act as a lawyer. Welcome back to Young Smart Money. My name is Apple Carter and I'm your host. So today we have a very special guest on the podcast. As always, his name is Dominic DeCoco on social media. He goes by Hey Dominic. He's got a YouTube channel and an Instagram page where he is very active. He's got about 20,000 followers uh, on each of those platforms individually. And what he talks about is Instagram, how to grow and monetize your Instagram. And his Instagram is looking very, very nice. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, it is that Hey Dominic. That is the word Hey and then his name Dominic. So I would highly recommend that. But in this episode, we're talking about a lot of things. We're talking about sort of the process of, of getting started and really breaking through that first wall of like not taking any action to like really starting to go out there and, and start something. So if you are on the edge, if you are thinking about starting something, but you haven't actually started yet, this is going to be a very valuable episode for you. And hopefully it's going to allow you to push yourself over the edge and actually get whatever you are thinking about working on actually rolling and get that ball moving in the first place, because that's a huge, huge barrier. And we talk a lot about this in the episode, caring what other people think, and all of these other things that go into you not taking action. So hopefully we can break down some of those things, some of those myths that are holding you back in this episode today. Without further ado, let's welcome Dominic on to the show. Dominic, welcome to Young Smart Money. Dominic, welcome to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today? Well, hello there. I'm doing actually great. Awesome. I am very glad to hear that. So uh, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. So uh, you're very involved in Instagram. And I'm excited to talk about that because I talk a lot about Instagram. I do a lot of things on Instagram myself. But I have this question that I've been asking uh, my guests as of recently, that I've been getting some very enlightening responses on. So the first question that I want to kick it off with is, first of all, do you consider yourself an entrepreneur? Well, you know, of course. <laughs> that's that's um, what I figured, but I, I got to ask that question first because then I want to <laughs> oh, ask no, you what entrepreneurship actually means to you. Like, what does it mean to you to be an entrepreneur and what does that word mean to you? I think actually a very, very interesting question because I've actually you know, thought about that myself recently. What is being an entrepreneur? Because personally for me, I feel like I'm kind of a different entrepreneur than other people out there. It kind of feels like more more like a creative type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's like, you know, I have a business partner here in our agency and yeah. he's like the, the opposite of me. I'm the creative <laughs> guy. He's like the business business guy. You know, he likes to do like deadlines. He likes to do meetings, stuff like that. Yeah. I just hate those things, you know. <laughs> and, um, you know, being an entrepreneur for me, it means, you know, the whole life revolves around me being an entrepreneur. You know, it's not it's not just me being an entrepreneur here in the agency and, you know, mm-hmm. doing work you know, for, for other people, stuff like that. But it's, it's all my whole life. Actually, yesterday, by the way, I talked to a girl um, on Tinder, maybe. And um, <laughs> she was like, she was, she's from London. She was here in uh, Vienna. And I was like, yeah, actually, I'm going to London next week, you know, because I have a different date. But, you know, who cares? Mm-hmm. Maybe you can meet up there. And she was like, why do you go to London? Do, do you have like a different, do you, have, do you have like business there or not? And I was like, I don't even know because like business and yeah in my life it just it connects you know it's the same thing i don't have like a dirt you know it's, it's just a connection so interesting very very interesting and and i can really relate with that because my business is also very interconnected with my life my personal brand all of those things that's so great. That's, really, that's how it should be yeah. yeah and it's really easy to get sucked into that and and really it, it's tough to 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 separate sort of different things because you don't always, at least for me personally, I don't always want to be in my business. I want to take time to, to be with friends, to be with family where I can disconnect. Yeah. Uh, so do you experience that as well? And, and trying to be really mindful about when you're in your business and when you're not? 
Yeah, well, I, recently, because I, I, I kind of notice it that sometimes, you know, because you're always, you know, all these business business things are always happening in, in your mind. Yeah. And when I'm sitting at home alone or something like or with a girl or someone like that, you know, on the couch and I'm like, oftentimes I think about the business and oftentimes it's actually hard to disconnect from this whole thing. And yeah. we recently started to implement, you know, kind of ways to let my mind disconnect from it because it's important because mental health, especially in this field is really, really important. Yeah. I, I completely, completely agree. What are some of the strategies that you've been using to, to, to sort of do that? Well, actually, because, because I've just started to do it and I've actually it's just, you know, that's fair. That's fair. Still in the experimental myself. stages. Yeah. Forcing myself. <laughs> I understand. Actually, I, I bought like a, like a, an Oculus Rift couple of oh, days ago really and actually that helps a lot because you get sucked in and i'm just sitting uh. there in my movie theater watching YouTube <laughs> videos or anything like that, and just disconnecting or like on this netflix thing and it, it may sound really weird so all of your listeners listeners will probably think right now oh man what kind of weirdo is that <laughs> try it out you know <laughs> it helps me a lot actually that's totally necessary too, because if you if you are like working all the time, you have to find ways, you have to find outlets for yourself to to be able to disconnect and really yeah. just like like get away from it. Because if you're always sucked into it all the time, that can be really really draining, and it can take the, the enjoyment and the fulfillment. It can like make that less totally. significant if you're if you're totally. always always doing it. Yeah, and like if you do some sort of creative hustle or anything yeah. like that. That helps a lot. Like if you just disconnect yourself from the, from the whole world for a day or two or five, you know, Yeah. And all of a sudden the, all the ideas come flooding in again, you know, yep. that's, that's totally, that's, totally agree. That's, that's yeah, been that's, a, a huge tool for me. Whenever I have an, uh, like a creative block, I'll always just like, like take myself off the grid, take myself off social media for a day or two yeah. and really just think and just sit there and be present because that's, that's where the best ideas come from. It's just like yeah, from within yourself totally. and just really like sitting there and thinking. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, now that we oh, go for it. Uh, no, that that's why usually, like, I don't know how it's for you, but for me, whenever I'm at the at the toilet, you know, the putting <laughs> in, and I think that's like the same principle because on the toilet, you're just free, you know. Yeah. Like, your your mind knows, you know, you've got to do it, you know. There's no no other way. So, <laughs> I think that's kind of the same principle, to be honest. Well, there you go. On the toilet, you're free. So that's that's where you got to yeah. get all your best ideas, guys. <laughs> all right dominic so uh i want to i want to hop into to sort of your upbringing childhood and childhood and sort of transition into where you're at now so can you tell uh -huh. us a little bit about um where you got started like as as a child were you an entrepreneur were you somebody that took school very seriously or just what did that look like for you well it's, it's kind of a different road i i believe with you know my childhood and things like that because because mm -hmm. when i was a child leading up to i don't know 14 15 16 sure but probably 18 i was like i was really like i'm right now you know kind of you know try to be a rebel or not try to be but like really was a rebel hmm. i didn't really like you know all these kinds of rules that the teachers were trying to impose onto me and yeah you have got to do that and you know you've got to study for this test even though like <laughs> it's like for nothing you know so and you know i formed a band in this time and you know, kind of you know, had, had a nice life going on your teachers hated me hated the guts out of me there's lots of stories that i could tell you but probably that's not good because you told me there you know the, the audience your audience is mostly consists of you know high school students college students i mean everybody could so, hear from a rebel know, once in a while well, no, there's some stories I've probably have got to wait a little more time until I'm okay. Okay, fair enough. About. But, you know, 
it was you know that's how it started i always had like the, the desire to you know do something on my own mm-hmm. i didn't really know what and that, hmm. that, that was a big thing you know like i just want to do something but i don't know what to do but then at 18 a girl came along and um kind of fell in love with her and um it totally brought me off course mm. and i see that a lot with uh, friends of mine you know all of a sudden a girl comes along and you know it's it's not even her fault like it's not at all her fault but like i was totally steered off course all of a sudden i find myself in law school you know being an a grade student wow. in law school and going for the route of being a lawyer you know working 100 hours for i don't know years at a time and you know studying all the time wow. i remember like having this conversation with a girl i was like oh man i can't wait to you know when i'm a lawyer when you have when you're when you or like she was, oh, that she said like, yeah, I'm gonna iron your uh, your your shirts when you're done all the time. I was like, this is my <laughs> dream life. I know what happened. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Long story short, we kind of broke up. All of a sudden, I was thrown back into you know, ground zero, and uh, that's when it really hit me again. Man, this was totally not me, and it's not her fault at all. But Mm-mm. it was kind of my fault in a way. But you know that I I wanted to become like the thing that I was before and I had this desire to you know, be an entrepreneur again mm-hmm. and that started to happen. Yeah. Wow. So did you end up like finishing your degree at law school or did you fall off? No, that? no, no, that's no, probably a bad example here, but I was almost done. I mostly had a grades and, but I was like, I found myself in a situation where I was so, so, you know, not, not, not disappointed, but um, you know, what is lost or, yeah, I was like, yeah, right. I was feeling really lost with my life. I was like, yeah, this is no way. There's no way that I'm going to you know, do that, like act as a lawyer or do anything in that matter. Yeah. It just made me so unhappy in my core. And that's where I was like, nope, I'm, you know, I'm just going to throw that away. You know, <laughs> I bet. A couple, couple of feet away from the finish line. <laughs> I mean, how happy my parents were. Yeah, was like, probably that was probably a little much for them. <laughs> Yeah, mom, I'm, you know, I quit law school because earning money on the internet. <laughs> well, so when did that, when did that start? When did you start doing stuff online and what was, what were sort of your first online ventures? That was, it was not that long ago, actually. Really? You know, I'm, I'm a little bit of a late bloomer. And um, that's why I think your podcast is so great because it gives, you know, so many young people, especially. Exactly. The opportunity to you know, get into the whole mindset because that's yeah. what I think is one of the biggest thing, if not the biggest thing. The whole mindset, the hurdles you have in your mind. Yeah, it was actually um for me it was a couple of years. It was twenty sixteen actually when I really started. Wow. It. Um, because you know I, I told you I had this girlfriend was in a steady relationship for five years or something. Like five that. years, wow. Yeah, way too long. And uh, <laughs> yeah, um, so <laughs> I found myself you know traveling the world because I had saved up some money and um you know using Tinder a lot. Well, I kind of, kind of, I'm kind of on a roll, so I want to teach people how to do it. So I formed a you know, company called Tinder Mentor. Really? Yeah, with two friends, and uh, we basically tried to hack the whole Tinder system. You know, the whole social. Yeah. How, how these things work, how to take pictures the way that girls, you know, like him you know, more than others, and you know, huh. how to actually text her that she will, you know, that they just want to go on dates with us. And you know, <laughs> it was actually great. It was a great time. Very interesting. Was that successful at all? Well, it was. It was. It depends how you see it, how you look at it. Because we're okay. gonna have like an online online product. 
Mm-hmm. We want, we always wanted to make one, but it was just so much work. And we were, t- you know, three people and two of us were the creative ones. Mm-hmm. The ones tell you how it is. You know? And uh, we had like lots of offline products, like, um, you know, photo shootings where we mm-hmm. made profiles for people. So that was kind of nice. But it was just, you know, I, you know, there, there's a time, there was a time when I was just like, yeah, this is, you know, too much. It was, it's just, you know, yeah. it doesn't me and yeah at one point you've seen it all you you know yeah that's fair and if it's not what you're actually passionate about then it's not going to be yeah you're not going to stick with it forever because yeah that, that's really important yeah totally so what came next what did you decide to do after that well next i was actually i found myself at home and i was reading a lot about instagram and I'm kind of trying a lot of things about instagram and all of a sudden i was like yeah why why not you know record a video and put it online on YouTube about Instagram. Hmm. And, um, you know, that's how kind of, how it kind of started slowly into that. Cause, cause in the meantime, I had like a, a small agency where we did some, you know, websites, sales funnels and e-commerce sites. Hmm. That's how I, you know, earned my money after that. But slowly it started, you know, becoming more towards being Instagram agency. That, and that's, how, why, why were you interested in Instagram? Like, I know you, uh, you take really nice pictures and like your photography yeah. skills are very on point. So was that where well, the interest came from or? Yeah. Like I've, I always had like interest in photography, but like most of my pictures were just made on the iPhone. Cause like, that's all you need basically. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. It's not that hard. You know, there's lots of, of, um, of courses out there where you can actually like with some really, really, you know, small tricks, you can up your iPhone mm. photography lever, for example. And that, that's how I got into it. And of course, um, I figured out that, you know, on, um, on Tinder back in the days, um, you know, when you have a great Instagram profile, you don't even have to have that many followers, but like, it just, it just connects with the girls a lot more. And that's when, hmm. that's how I slowly got into that. <laughs> Very uh, interesting. Yeah, well, that's how it is. Wow. All right. So then why, why YouTube? Why did you decide to make a YouTube video on Instagram? Had you made YouTube videos before or was that something you were no, just but like, like, I was contemplating about the idea two years before that. I was like, really? I want to make, cause I, cause I, I used to do video. I, I made videos as a child, even, you know, when hmm. I first school, like even had like this, the analog cameras, the, the big ones, <laughs> you know, as a child, I did some, some pretty you know, weird stuff. You know, <laughs> children do, but oh yeah, I always had this passion to do some sort of video you know, videography stuff like that but for some reason i've never did it which is you know, the, the biggest point i never, just never did it one point i found myself uh, going to new york city just for two days mm-hmm. just spontaneously it was like yeah now i'm gonna start my youtube channel wow. so i was in new york city well didn't it didn't make it didn't make any video because i was like <laughs> i don't even know what 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 should the video be about so i you know, went back home again so yeah it was just a matter of not starting yeah. And I mean, that's, that's the trap that most people get into. Like they'll have an idea that yeah. they really want to execute on, but they're just so scared or they're just held back by yeah. something that's not. Yeah. There's so so many thoughts going on in their heads. Like I had like, all right, what should I do? If, I don't know if that resonates with people. I don't know that. And with, with this whole Instagram marketing aspect, I was just like, yeah, I know lots of stuff about Instagram marketing already. Cause like I did research, I did lots of testing by that mm-hmm. time. I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to, do a video, make a video and just put it online and just see what happens. And what got you to make that there, making a video? Like what was there like a mental shift that you had to go through or was it just like now? Well, is I wish I could or? tell you. 
I wish I could tell you. It was just like just like someone snapped. I was at home. I was like, bro, right now I'm gonna do it. And actually, <laughs> I was afraid that people were gonna find my video online, like my friends, and they were like, we're gonna laugh at me. Wow. And I was like, I'm just gonna put it online, and um, you know, just not gonna tell anyone about it. So I didn't <laughs> tell anyone about my YouTube channel for for months when I first started it. Wow. Very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. I mean, it's so like. For me, that wasn't really an issue because I care very little about what people think of me. That's that's just a quality that I've had for a while. But I I can definitely see how, and and with people that I've talked to before, uh, it it can really be a huge struggle, like worrying about what people are going to think of what you're doing and and, and if they're going to make fun of you or if if you're going to get negative comments. Like all of these things are are playing around in our heads before we even do anything. And and it's just, it seems pretty silly because... I, I don't know. I think worrying about those things before you even make your first video is just yeah. wild because like you're, there's there's nothing there yet. Like what what do you have to be afraid of? So totally. I think that's a really big like, barrier. Yeah, and you've got to kind of make yourself clear. But if you start, you know, at some point there's gonna be lots of haters, and like Ooh. it doesn't matter if there's lots of haters. You know, I've had like I remember the first comment I I put up there, I, I, like the first video I've had like three comments, and one comment was like you know. You kind of suck. You don't try to be funny, asshole, or something like that. You know? No, no these, this is the first video, probably the first comment I ever got. And so I was like, oh man, people are the like, worst. That just not happens. Yeah, <laughs> probably they're the worst. But you know, at, at some point, you're like, yeah, that's just a natural thing. I don't mean, yeah, care. yeah, yeah exactly. Everyone's everyone's got their opinions, but it's just it's just up to you how much importance you give to those in in your like personal life because you can choose to make those those hate comments like really really important to you or you can choose to have them not be important to you so it really just comes down to like what do you want to care about what do you want to give your attention and and focus to and you can positives or you can choose the negatives and oh yeah basically how i see it yeah that's that's the right way to see it because um and when like if you have 100 comments like for example you get like for example 100 comments a day and one is negative but that's the one you're going to focus on. That's the one 99% of people are going to focus on. Yeah, totally. But at some point you're just going to be like, all right, that's kind of funny even. Exactly. Exactly. Like you, you laugh at them eventually. And it's just, yeah. I think it's so, I mean, honestly, like I, 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 they make me feel worse for the person than I do for myself. Because if they're taking the time to like actually watch my video oh, yeah. and write something negative about it, I'm like, wow, oh, what are you even doing right now? <laughs> What are you? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking all the time. Because sometimes I get like emails that are like really, really long. Like oh I, I got this email one time. Like it was, I, if you printed it out, probably five pages. <laughs> like, yeah, I know why people think you suck all the time, and uh, they think you're high and drunk all the time. Because I analyzed your eye and God. your eye, your left eye, kind of leans two middle, millimeters. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm like this whole I. Well, but oh, interesting man. interesting Actually, that's ridiculous <laughs> yeah that is people yeah people are wild so bouncing back to like how <laughs> how you got started with your agency well actually where where are you at right now so ba- e- either some kind of metric can you give us some kind of idea of like how big of an agency you are right now whether it be like how many clients you have how many employees you have like rough revenue oh. numbers um give us give us some kind of feel for like how big um your your business is at this point yeah, well, well, depending on because you say my business, because my business actually consists of a couple of you know, revenue sources. Okay. You know, first, first being my agency, other yeah. thing being my uh, you know I coach people, um, and like online uh, education 
you know, I have a course which is you know, closed right now, but mm-hmm. you know, to help people you know, do basically the same that I do, which is you know, being a rebel and not you know, do be able yeah. to do whatever you want. But like in terms of agency, we have about 150k revenue. Okay. Uh, in the last half year. That's pretty solid. Um, you, yeah. <laughs> um, mainly um, coming from you know more the higher higher priced items. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, how, how deep you want to talk about these things, but I'm willing to know, go as like, deep as you're willing to go, man. All right. All right, man. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So, um, depending on like, we had like you know, cheaper priced items. We had like, or like services. We had like more expensive priced mm-hmm. services. And right now we're uh, focusing more on the more expensive ones. Of course, yep. uh, the, it, it's like, it has more benefit for both of us. It has more benefit for the, for our clients. Cause like we have no, now we have really time to allocate to them. We have you know, solid strategies that we, um, you know, develop with mm-hmm. them. And it's just the best for both of us. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And oftentimes right. it's not that much harder to sell something that, that costs twice as much. It doesn't take twice as much work to sell that thing. Um, <clears throat> in fact, sometimes it can even be easier to sell the more expensive thing than the less expensive thing because there's more benefits like you're saying. So, yeah, for me, it just that, makes sense. Yeah, first of all, that and second of all, we noticed like when we when we started two years ago, about about two years ago, mm-hmm. um, we started. We had we had some sort of Instagram ma- management service. That's sure. the only thing we had back in the day, and um, we uh, we sold it for forty nine bucks a month. So, hmm. not bad. Much work, a lot of work, you know, yeah. but just forty nine bucks a month. So we had like I don't know twenty clients. And then we're like, we can't scale this anymore. You know, we just, no. we just have to work all day long and stuff like that. And people were kind of not that, you know, content with our service, you know. And then we're just like, all right, we're just going to up the price, you know. We're exactly. Do it for 200 bucks a month, you know. And all of a sudden, not only the revenue just kind of, you know, tripled overnight. <laughs> people, because we still sold them. Because like, in terms of, you know, closing those deals, it was no difference. But yep. in terms of their satisfaction it was like three times because they because they thought because like it was literally the same service you know <laughs> but they were like yeah i'm like feeling a lot more content with your service right now and they're like the complaints were almost down to zero after wow very very interesting thing for me yeah how things are going um, a mentor of mine told me when I was when I was launching my first course, he was running me through some of his experiences that he had. And he, he told me that the cheaper you price your course, the more complaints and the more refunds oh, you're going to yeah. have to pay out. Because oh, yeah. if, if you're charging the lowest price, you're going to get people who aren't fully invested into whatever you're trying to teach them about. And they're going to be the least satisfied no matter what you do for them. At that lower price, they're not going to place as much value on it. They're never going to be satisfied with it because they're not personally invested into their own success yeah. so i think it is it's very very important anybody who's trying to launch some kind of product service membership whatever that that you price it according to the value because if you try to underprice oh, yeah. yourself you're going to get so many people who are not satisfied just because oh, they're yeah. not invested oh yeah i could sing songs about that that's why i'm never <laughs> going to do a black friday sale by the way ever again really yeah, over that you know we were like well black friday is coming up what are we going to do yeah you know, and a sale for the agency stuff. I had sales for my uh, for my course. Wow! Like I did like an eighty percent off sale. Wow! And uh, you know, lots of people came in and lots of bargain hunters. Yep. But that's not necessarily who who you want to have in. No. 
Like nope, insane. Those family. people are not going to. They're not going to yeah, give effort. Yeah, that was well. You know, that's not. Never going to do this again. <laughs> it's a learning experience. Sometimes oh, you, yeah. you got to learn those things yourself. Oh yeah. All right. Well, right. coming back to to sort of how you you got started with all this stuff. Did you have uh-huh. any mentors? in your life when you were starting these first couple of businesses that, that really helped you and guided you to get to the places where you're at right now? Uh-huh. Well, I wish I could say that. I wish I had that. It's probably a very unpopular opinion, but I did not have any mentor at all. Really? You know, I just, yeah. I've, I had to more or less figure out stuff all by myself. Yeah. I wish I had, I w- wish I had a mentor though. Cause you know, a lot of, the, especially in terms of, you know, the, the whole mindset things, because mm-hmm. when you have a mentor, I, I think it is like that because I never really had a mentor. Um, you know, the mindset, you, you just you know, talk to a, a person that has gone through that whole thing before and, and they tell you, all right, this is what's possible, you know? And if you don't see that firsthand, there's like a big, you know, there's like a wall in front of your head. That's yeah. Because of the whole mindset. So, so I wish I had a mentor. I never had a mentor though. So Wow. Uh, somebody who, who's actually a mentor of mine that I just had on the show uh, last uh-huh. week, his name's Josue Pena. And uh-huh. he was talking about how he wishes that he had a mentor when he was getting started. And he now realizes that he could have saved himself like four years of struggling oh, yeah. and, and just learning it himself and making all these mistakes and falling on his face. If he yeah. would have just like gotten up there, paid like $500 a month or something that wouldn't have even been significant for him at the time. Totally. To have somebody to like teach him and, and guide him through these things and not have to fall down all of these, these, these stairs that he had to fall down. And, and yeah. I think that's just such a valuable thing. And, and I know personally, I've been investing a lot more of my time and my energy into um, <clears throat> gathering mentors around me that, that, that allow me to learn from their mistakes. So I don't have to go out there and make those same mistakes again. So I think that's, oh, that's a very so valuable true. thing, but I guess it, it wasn't super, super impactful for you. And, and that's definitely the case for a lot of people. Uh, mentors aren't always super present in their lives, but uh, I find for the people that do, they, they, they can make a very significant impact. So that's why I like to, oh, yeah. like to bring that up as well. You, yeah, you, mentioned the, the, uh, you mentioned the first business that you ran, the, the Tinder business. There were, there were three uh-huh. of you. So can you talk yeah. about sort of starting a business with multiple people? Because for myself, most of the ventures that I've gone into have been just me or me and some other contractors. But can you talk about how uh-huh. starting a business with other people sort of went for you? Yeah, well, I actually, because usually I'm with you. I'm like, you know, do all by yourself because then mm-hmm. you have everything under your control, stuff like that. Yeah. But like seeing myself and knowing myself right now as being some sort of, you know, probably in, in the mind too creative of a person, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, the whole, because you, know, you need some sort of structure in your business, stuff yeah. like that. So, for example, for me, it'd be really hard to, to throw that, the agency part mm-hmm. all by myself because I need some sort of other, you know, other person that has, has everything, you know, under control. If you yeah. Know I mean. You know, who, who does like all the official, you know, you know the work, work things, you know, the yeah. you sit in front of your computer <laughs> and just, you know, all these things which I totally hate, but sometimes it, you just have to do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what I think. Cause, cause sometimes people, they're like, they're, they're kind of afraid to start their own business. Cause they're like, well, but I don't know how to do this and that. Then I would totally su- suggest them to, um, you know, find some other person that actually um, multiplies yourself. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's the missing part of the cake. 
Exactly. It's all about those strategic partnerships. I find yeah. times people will go for somebody who's way too similar to them and it's not bringing as much to the table. Oh, yeah. They're I guess just like butting heads with each other rather than like building on each other. So I, I'm glad oh, you brought yeah. that up. Yeah, like, like on Tinder Mentor, we were three people. And like I said earlier, two of us were pretty much the same person. We're, <laughs> you know, we're just like <laughs> devils. And the other guy who's here with me, with, with our agency right now. The oh, really? Guy, yeah, yeah. But like two of us, we were too similar. And it was just, you know, we were just not doing, not doing the work that we should have done. Exactly. Exactly. If you've got two people that are like the same person, you end up with like half a person because oh, half yeah. the time you guys are spent just going back and forth and trying to, trying to agree on something oh. rather than just like building and, and actually creating. That's right. That's right. So I think that's a very important thing to, to make sure that when you are looking for somebody to start something with, that they're not just another clone of you, that they're, oh, that they're yeah. somebody who's going to bring, like, if you're the creative, find somebody who, who's good at the business end. If you are yeah, right. like a computer like, programmer, find somebody who's good at like marketing and just find these things totally. that go well together. Um, yeah. I think that's huge. Another thing that I like to, to bring up is some of the challenges that you faced because obviously it wasn't all like sunshine and roses starting these multiple, oh, no. multiple businesses. So can you talk on some of the most significant challenges that you faced on, it could be any of the businesses that you started, but just, just wow. big roadblocks that you ran into and how you sort of dealt with those? Well, actually, the biggest challenge that I have right now is, is probably the challenge with myself, you know? <laughs> Uh, I don't know if anybody can relate to that, but you know, whenever there's some sort of role, you know, like for example, like I might be an extreme, you know, asshole probably, but uh, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. You know, well, I would probably, but you know, like <laughs> there's some sort of rules or stuff that you just have to do because they're rules, but they don't make sense at all. Like in terms of business, you know. In terms hmm. of the law, do you have any but, examples of those? Um, you know, the whole taxation things because you, you know you have to file these reports in that mm. way and you know this doesn't work if you put it in like that stuff like that and i was just like nah, i just don't want even want to want to deal with these things and stuff like that mm -hmm. and um, you know i have a hard time you know actually getting myself to actually do them mm. so it's actually good that i have, have my other business partner who actually likes to do these things so that's a big challenge for me. And, and sometimes, you know, there's some, we have like some server structures in our agency because we, for Instagram, mm -hmm. uh, we came up with some processes that makes the whole, you know, growth hacking part a lot more safe. Mm -hmm. so we set up like a server and I had to set, the, set that up and um, had to work, um, I don't know, 18 hour days for a week straight. Wow. That's the last couple of weeks because it didn't, it never worked. And, um, it's really hard for me, motivational wise, you know, if I know, oh man, I've got so much work coming yeah. up and I just can't bring myself to do it, but I have to, you know, and, and then in turn of that, the whole creative side starts to struggle because, because, you know, I have to sit in the computer, you know, watch the computer for the whole day and, uh, you know, the whole creative ideas start you know, going away and it's, which in turn is the backbone of the whole business. So. Yeah. These are kind of struggles that I have right now. And like in, yeah, like this example, I always, want, I wanted to do like lots of more YouTube videos starting, you know, in, in 2019. Mm -hmm. But since there, we had some you know, problems with the server, stuff like that, I just couldn't. And, and you know, it's just a, kind of a vicious circle, but yeah, how it is sometimes you just have to you know, plow through it, I guess. How do you, do you have any strategies that help you plow through it? Or do you have anything that really, any 
sort of thing that, that keeps driving you when you do hit these rough patches? Well, actually, well, it depends. Like, one thing that really drives me is, you know, at the end of the day, you know, logging into my YouTube account or Instagram account and or like in the DMs, there's mm. so many people, yep. you know, me up for. And it doesn't even have to, you know, be some, it could be anything. It's just hitting me up and just trying to you know, talk to them and you know, reading their comments and responding to them. It's actually what drives me. It sounds actually really cheesy as I. No, I completely, completely right relate with that. It, it kind of is something else. Yeah. And just, just seeing the people that you're impacting is, is a really oh, big yeah. deal. Yeah. It's something that I w- would have never thought actually that. Yeah. That you can even impact like people that much. Cause sometimes like recently I, someone wrote me a DM. I didn't even know what it was about anymore. And I just responded to him and mm-hmm. he was like, Oh man, you really responded to me <laughs> the whole week. And I was like, the hell, man. You know? <laughs> what? You know, I'm just the same person than you as you are. You know, yeah. Like, it, it, it's really great to see you know people actually you know being impacted. Completely, I completely, completely agree with that. And just yeah, seeing seeing the changes that you can help people go through is is oh, yeah, huge. it's even better than seeing it on yourself. Yeah, that's why I love working with you know with the clients and actually see them. You know, because I you know some people they're in their nine to five lifestyle and i know they're unhappy mm-hmm. and then you just show him some you know actually some mindset stuff and then some actual you know stuff and you know you can see their change and this is just a great thing yeah what do you what do you think the ratio is uh between the, the mindset required and like the the technical skills that you need to know in order to be successful on a platform like instagram do you think it's mostly mindset mostly like tactical stuff or, or what's the balance there well, Instagram is kind of a different thing because mm-hmm. it's a little bit unreliable and it's like uh, you can't really like nowadays or lately, it's kind of hard to, you know, be sure like do this or do X amount of work or do this and you get mm-hmm. this out just because the algorithm is kind of fucked up, to be honest, because yeah. actually they did some, there was some intern there, you know, having some sort of, you know, bad day and they like, there's like one piece of code of code that's kind of wrong and now the whole system's kind of broken that's what i actually really yeah yeah honestly and if instagram's (laughs) listening to that right now you know call me i want to talk to you about (laughs) so on instagram it's kind of hard but um you know in general like you know the whole being building up a personal brand stuff like that i actually think it's 61 59 uh the 40 uh, 39 60 wait 61 mindset or 61 by the way i'm uh i'm really bad at math (laughs) don't worry about it man some a pilot makes me kind of wonder why i i'm able to land i've been able to land the plane all the time (laughs) what kind of planes do you fly just quick Uh, tangent small smaller smaller planes yeah like like four four seaters two seaters interesting when did you start doing that i when or why when or yeah when first um, when actually when i was 20 18 or 20 19 or 20 yeah i was okay. like yeah why well, i love to fly planes like i had like i did lots of um, simulator stuff when i was a kid hmm. and when i was 20 i was at home and i was like why not do it like in real life <laughs> i went to the airport and i talked to someone and he was like yeah sure i'm gonna take you up and to see how it's like to fly in a plane so i went up on the same day i enrolled in flight school yeah <laughs> 
that's pretty much the whole, the whole story but that is wild that's really yeah. wild wow <laughs> that's that's a really that's a really cool story <laughs> so bouncing so back to here i'm happy to take you up all right well if i'm ever in town i'll definitely let you know that would be an experience yeah, yeah. wow that'd be really cool um, but bouncing back you said yeah. you said it was about 61 percent mindset or 61 percent like yeah 61 percent mindset that's really cool. Okay. Yeah, sixty-one percent mindset. That's what I think. Hmm. At least that's what I figured for myself. How how did you get in the right mindset? Like, how how long did that take you? And like, what were some of the the steps that you had to go long, through to get there? It took a long time, man. I tell <laughs> you that. I'm mean, being totally honest with you. Yeah, it's not, it's not always glitter. It's not always no, glitter. Not at all. And like, especially in nowadays with the whole social media world, yeah, it always seems to be a lot more glamorous than it really is when you're yep. reality not glamorous at all i had portraying like, their like oh dream life all the time yeah oh yeah but it's like i i went through the rough times you know rough months where i was like i know because because i listen to podcasts like this or like mm-hmm. YouTube videos and all these people kind of said like the same thing you know you know put in the work do this and that and then you get this out of it mm-hmm. and for some reason it just didn't work for me you know people were like yeah you get it's so easy to make, you know, I don't know, a thousand bucks online just through these steps. I tried mm-hmm. them all. I just couldn't. I don't know why I couldn't. I was like, are they all bullshitting on the internet? Those people? Yeah. That's what I thought. But I don't know. It took a long time, long time actually plowing through that, long time actually still you know, believing in yourself. And like, this still can't be it. You know, I still can't go back to a nine to five hustle, stuff like that. And at some point, I just, for some reason, I just, I just made some sort of a click. And from then, it started gradually going up. Of course, sometimes it you know, goes down and up again. Mm-hmm. Like gradually in the long term, started going up. Wow. Did you ever have a nine-to-five? Um, well, not really. I had, like, when I, I was in law school, I had, mm-hmm. like, I worked at, the, at a law firm. Mm. Okay. So that's basically the only thing that, <laughs> the only thing that I worked. <laughs> but clearly it didn't last so now you're oh no now you're doing your own thing i love it i yeah. love it so i i asked this to hostway and i'm curious as to your thoughts as well uh on sort of the the, the future of instagram because as as you know platforms come and they go we had uh, myspace we had vine oh, and I platforms love sort of rise and they fall so where do you think instagram is sort of in its life cycle and, and what do you see as, as yeah. sort of the next couple of years holding for instagram all right. Do you want me to be completely honest? You want to hear? Do it. I want. I want to hear it. The honest truth. I actually think we're we're at the tipping point already. Really? Like, you think like we're the the top of the, the top of the arch? We're at the yeah. That's what I think. Because if they don't change, you know, if they don't change anything in the near future, I think it's gonna go downhill from now on. Because really, um, yeah. With with all these bots and all these you know, the algorithm that that has kind of I don't know what what it does probably doesn't even know itself what it does right now <laughs> but with all those weird things that are happening right now on instagram i actually think it's starting to go downhill pretty soon hmm. probably slower than faster but still a little bit downhill so wow that's what i actually think what do you think what do you think's coming next well that's a good question i have nothing coming up on the radar i had like talks to um musically about mm-hmm. A couple of um, a year, like probably a year ago, musically, 
uh, contacted me and they were like, yeah, we're going to do a merger with uh, TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. So they were trying to tell me that um, they were going to be the next big thing. Could be. (laughs) Could be. I don't see it. Actually, I don't see it right now. Maybe I'm just too old for that. But uh, could be. But I don't know. I, so let me tell you a quick story here about a buddy of mine. Um, his girlfriend made a video on TikTok where yeah. they did this quick little skit where she like threw a mug and it broke. And they got like, in the first 12 hours, they got 1.2 million views. Wow. And she got 25,000 followers from nothing wow. in 12 hours. And now she's up at like 50 some thousand. So wow. there's, there's definitely a lot of room to grow there. But it, uh-huh. I, I don't know. It's, I don't think it's the right platform for me right now, just because yeah. the content is really like, it's either like comedy or cats or just like <laughs> random things, but yeah. there's a yeah, lot of the attention there. <laughs> yeah. Like that's good though. Like th- there's a lot of attention. Apparently you can grow a lot in yeah. a short <laughs> period of time. But then again, what are you going to do with those followers who follow exactly. you because you, because you, you know, trash and mug? You know? Yeah. What, there's you not there's not a clear like monetization strategy at this yeah, point. And like, even, even if like those 50 K followers would probably not be as good as let's say 5,000 followers who are really about yourself, you know, exactly. You know, what, what do you want to you know, sell them? What do you want to, what kind of relationship do you want to go in with, with those people? Mm-hmm. You know? Mug throwers. <laughs> I could sell some mugs. <laughs> sell some mugs, start a trend of people throwing mugs at the street. <laughs> <laughs> That actually sounds really interesting. And I might actually take a time. Yeah, start a festival. Just everybody bring their mug. And (laughs) on the count of three, we all throw it and then we go home. I'd be up actually (laughs) next year. Let's make it happen. Mug Con 2021. (laughs) Yeah, everyone who listens now, who's listening right now, you have free tickets. Just bring a mug. You're in. Um, I'll send I'll send the address in my story and uh, just show up and, and bring a mug and we'll all have a good time. <laughs> I, I, I love it already. <laughs> but no, I think that's totally true what you said about about making sure that, you, that your followers are high quality because like, yeah. like those meme pages on Instagram, they could have millions and millions of followers, but they're going to have a lot harder time monetizing than somebody oh, yeah. with like 20,000 followers that are highly engaged, oh, yeah. really care about them and really are passionate about what they're talking about. Oh yeah, let me tell you a story. Yeah. Like when I had um, on, on YouTube, when I had, I don't know how many, I had 4,000 subscribers here. Okay. 4,000 subscribers pulling in roughly about 10K a month. Wow. So it's totally, you know, cause you know, they were invested. Cause you know, I, I love the people that watch my, my, my you know, YouTube channel. And, yeah. I you know, love the people that connect with me. So I try to connect back with them. You know, and naturally that's, it's a lot you know, better than, you know, just doing some random, you know, comedy skits. Yeah. And people care about that. I know, yeah. Cause I know about some YouTube channels that have like a, a million subscribers, mm-hmm. you know, comedy and they, they're like not doing 10 K. No, no. Yeah. Like most people like, aren't. Yeah. You got to have, you have to treat your whole online presence, your, all these social media things like a business in a way. And yeah. then, you know, the sky's the limit. Yeah, and there's there's so many people out there with these huge followings that just have no idea what to do, or their yeah. followings aren't high quality enough to even do much of anything with them. So yeah. that's that's a really important thing to, to keep in mind. Like the number is not everything, not at all. Uh-huh. Yeah, not at all, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I want to hop into some of the questions that I like to ask all of my guests before we head out for today. So uh, the first of which is what are you, what are you excited about right now? So this could be anything from like a trend that's emerging in the world to a project that you're working on to some kind of like social movement, just like anything that you're, that you're excited about right now that you're passionate about that, that just gets you going. Well, actually, what I'm really excited about right now is, you know, just those times that we're living in. Yeah. You know, like just we said, it's super easy to actually break out of this whole shell, you know, do something online and, you know, pull a couple of thousand in every month. 100%. You just don't have to wake up when you can wake up whenever you want. (laughs) Travel anywhere, wherever you want. I'm probably going to Paris tomorrow, depending on if I get a flight, just for coffee, you know, (laughs) and, you know, yeah, why not? You know, and that—that's what I'm super excited because it's never been easier before. Not, yeah, actually do that. It was not possible 50 years back. No, not at all. Those things to leverage so many people, and like I said, in the internet, is I don't know, billions of people, and you just need a thousand people that really follow you to you know be able to do okay. Yeah, completely. Not a lot. And so many people get stuck in this, in this idea and their pessimism of, oh, they, oh yeah. everything's broken, everything's saturated, there's nothing I can do, oh, like, yeah, I don't have any opportunities. But in reality, there's just so much. Sometimes you just have to look a little bit outside the box and you can really yeah, find yeah. some amazing, amazing opportunities. So I, I, think, I think that's so true. Totally. And like, it depends. Like, even if you had like 100 followers, yeah. Like who who says like like there's one people in there? Because we had like a I had a student, um he had uh, 150 follow, uh, subscribers on YouTube, mm-hmm. made one video, and got a client who who paid him 10k. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that you know so that it's obsolete like the the amount of followers you just have to have a little bit of luck in that case, but still. You know, but still, I mean, it's just it's showing up, it's being consistent, it's putting out valuable content. And, and yeah. not worrying about what the numbers say, because like you said, you can have 150 yeah. followers and get that one client. And that's, that's all you need. Totally. totally. The next thing is that I like to ask is, um, do you have any habits that have served you particularly well? These can be like business habits, lifestyle habits, or really just anything that you uh, routinely do. Uh, well, one thing, the really thing is, um, I actually like to break my habits every once in a while. Because hmm. I feel like um, you know, whenever I have some habits, you know, doing the, you know, you go to work, you go, for example, to the agency, or you, you do your videos in, the, in a certain way, you get in this whole rut, you yeah. get in a whole habit thing. You're like, yeah, you have to do it because your mind, I don't know, probably the mind works like that. That t- mm-hmm. kind of tries to tell you, you know, it worked before, it always worked. So, you know, let's just continue in this kind of safe space. Yep. What I like to do is, you know, just completely break them every once in a while and just see what you know, what, what other possibilities are there? Because hmm. open mind, that's what I think. Totally opens your mind to, you know, some new you know, ways, new channels of, you know, doing things. I totally agree. And it could be so easy to get stuck in those ruts. So just making oh, yeah. an intentional effort to get out of them is, is huge oh, and yeah. something that I definitely plan on implementing a lot more in my life. Great. Totally, totally. What, what content are you consuming right now? Are there any, uh, it could be YouTube, could be podcasts, could be uh, blogs, books, or just like uh, what, what content are you consuming right now? Um, right now, actually not that much. Mm-hmm. And I should, probably should watch a lot more because, you know, the inspiration, you know, to see what's out there. Mm-hmm. But like the, the most things uh, that I consume right now is on YouTube, you know, more of these, you know, creative, better production quality style videos just mm-hmm. to get some sort of 
inspiration. Yeah. For, you know, new things to come. Hmm. Any, example, any... I love watching uh, Becky and Chris. Becky and Chris. I remember I watched them when they were pretty small. Now they're pretty big. And yeah, they're like, they're just, they just have a vlog, a vlog going on, stuff like that. Very hmm. cool stuff. And they have like, he has like a, a helicopter. Whoa. So that's why I resonate with him. Because <laughs> I have a plane, you know? So I'm probably going to incorporate that, that as well. Yeah. my whole YouTube channel in some sort of way. I haven't figured out a, really, a real way to do it. But, you know, because... Yeah, that'd be very interesting. That'd be a really yeah. interesting I thing. I did one video a couple of months ago in the plane. Really? But yeah, some were buried down. Oh, I'm going to have to go find I that. I did. Yeah, I can send it to you if you want. Yeah, all right. I'll link that up in the show notes for sure. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's, that's about it. That's wild. That's really wild. Uh, one thing that I'm also really interested in that, uh, that I, I personally do. So one thing that I do is every day I'll send probably between like five to 10 video direct messages just to random followers of mine, just to like thank them for, for supporting me, like telling them I appreciate them and whatnot. And I think it's really important to do things in your business that aren't necessarily scalable and things that can't be easily replicated, things that you can't just copy and paste a thousand times and send to, to everyone. So do you do anything in your business, whether that be your YouTube channel, your digital media agency, just, just something that you do that isn't super scalable and that you can't easily replicate and, and that really does depend on like you being you? Yeah, well, I, I kind of try to, um, you know, contact as many people or like resp respond to as many comments and you know, DMs that I, as I can. Mm -hmm. This is what I, yeah, that's what I do the most. <laughs> And I, well, um, I actually listened to a podcast a couple of months ago from, mm -hmm. uh, from this guy, I don't know, forgot about it, about the company, but he said like, if you want to scale, you have to do the unscalable things. Yep. Totally makes sense. And your example is the best example I've ever heard. I'm totally going to start doing that. Thank you. Yeah. And people so, really so appreciate it. Follow me. I might, I might send you a video. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll, yeah, you guys definitely check that out. I'll link him up in the show notes as well. Dominic, where can people find out more about you? So I'll link up your Instagram for sure. Uh -huh. um, Instagram, YouTube, that's basically it. You know, kind of concentrated on, on those two. Cool. All right. Perfect. Just come to Vienna. You know, <laughs> have some coffee here. All right. Maybe he'll take you for a ride in his plane if you're lucky. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If you're lucky. If, <laughs> yeah. So, Dominic, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank any so uh, any closing thoughts you want to leave our listeners with? Well, that kind of gets me off guard. And if people watch my videos, usually at the end, I'm totally confused and I have no idea what to say. Never. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just going to tell you, you know, I'm just confused at the end. Never have closing thoughts. All right. That's fair enough. Sometimes you're just confused at the end. Yeah. You have to embrace it. Yeah. Embrace the confusion. I love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well dominic thank you so much for joining us today on the show i so appreciate it yeah anytime anytime thanks for listening to this episode of young smart money if you want to support the show you can do so in three different ways you can subscribe you can leave me five and you can share this episode with a friend to subscribe all you got to do is click the subscribe button on apple podcasts to leave me five all you got to do is scroll all the way down to the bottom of the podcast page for Young Smart Money and click on the Write a Review button. And to share with a friend, all you got to do is screenshot yourself listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story, tag me, and I'll be sure to repost it in my Instagram story as well. I love giving you guys some attention who are listening to the show. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next one.